0: I'm Dr. Karen Becker, and I'm so excited that today Leah has nominated her veterinarian, Dr. Christine Woodford, who is joining me here today to talk more about the amazing work she's doing with a lot of different species from the motherland, my home state, Iowa. So welcome, Dr. Woodford, and congratulations on your Game Changer Award. Oh, wow. Thank you so much, Karen.
1: I'm so honored
0: and um, just inspired to be here with you today. Well, thank you. And Leah had such good, kind, amazing things to say about the all of the really amazing modalities, innovative treatments that you offer. And we'll get into that. But right now for our listeners, readers, uh, viewers, will you walk us through kind of your journey to become a veterinarian? Question number one. And then question number two, clearly you have expanded your tool belt to have a bunch more tools and there had to be a story behind how you decided to keep learning growing and gathering more certifications to help your patients so let us know tell, give us the backstory on your career as a vet and then an integrated vet.
1: yeah yeah well you know many people know that they want to be a vet you know from the time they were in grade school I was not one of those persons. I loved animals. I grew up in a on a small acreage um, north of Dubuque in Iowa. Um, we had horses, we had dogs, we had cats. I loved animals. They're truly my passion. Um, When the vet would come out to help with the horses, you know, I was the first person there to help him out. I got excited when I saw the vet truck, you know, going up and down the road. Um, But honestly, I didn't think I could afford vet school. Um, I love school. Um, I went to college. Um, I was very interested in the sciences. I had some scholarships to go on to grad school in research science. Um, I like that path because I really enjoyed teaching. When I entered the work field, I basically was qualified to do research. And that research, it was interesting, it was medical based. Um, but for me, I was going into a lab, you know, eight to 10 hours a day, and it wasn't my passion. Um, At that point, I was in my mid 20s and just thinking, do I really want to do this for the rest of my life? But I always had that passion for animals, especially horses. So I'm like, why not? So I applied to vet school and I got in at Iowa State. um, And then I was really focused um, that I really wanted to focus my veterinary career on horses, Um, So I was grateful when I graduated, I got an all equine job in eastern Iowa, it was a really busy practice I gained a lot of experience, Um, I was on call a lot and I did a lot of emergencies. and we did a lot of lameness um, at that time. And I still have horses and I show horses. Um, but really, what triggered me for more of the integrative path, um, we traveled to a show in Oklahoma, um, Tulsa, Oklahoma. And one of the horses, when she got off the trailer, I could just tell something wasn't right. And all the tools in my toolbox, you know, anti inflammatories, The other things, it just wasn't getting to the heart of the problem. Thankfully, I found somebody at the show to do some body work on her. And she was really out of alignment in her upper cervicals, in her withers, her rib cage and her shoulder. And that made the world of difference. And then she went on to perform well at that show. And I was like, wow, there is something to this. So I first got certified in animal chiropractic, and that was an amazing course, amazing instructors, amazing students. Um, Several of the other vets in that course were already trained in acupuncture. And I really learned how the two modalities went well together. So then I pursued further education in veterinary acupuncture. And then at that point, um, it was either time to buy into the practice that I was currently working at, and that was an option, or to go out on my own. And I really saw um, the need for it for animals and an opportunity to start my own practice offering the chiropractic and acupuncture to animals. And then it just developed out of there. Um, In the beginning, it was mainly horses. Um... I kind of did a paradigm shift at that busy practice. When I was on call so much, I felt like I could never leave. Yeah. Knowing that when I started my own practice and I wrote a good business plan that I would have to travel to areas to keep my calendar full, um, and to treat enough animals, uh, to make the business work. Well, then I felt like I was never home. I was always traveling, working on animals, Um, which was really enjoyable, met lots of great people. Um, and in the beginning, lots and lots of horses, um, and the occasional farm dog, but was so interesting with the small animals was the incredible differences that these, um, integrative therapies could make on their bodies. Um, it was a couple of dachshunds in the beginning. I did not have good luck with dachshunds back dogs, um, (laughs) But (laughs) it was actually a a horse friend of mine, her um, dachshund had got picked up by the neighbor's dog and shook and dropped and acutely not using its legs. Um, She came to me actually at a horse show. um, And I was, you know, uh, doing range of motion on her spine, did some acupuncture. And I had just um, invested for the horses into a MagnaWave machine, pulsed electromagnetic field therapy. And I thought to myself, hmm, let me try to stimulate the needles with this because, you know, in acupuncture training, we could stimulate the needles with the electroacupuncture. I started stimulating the needles with that MagnaWave machine and that little dog got better. And then her vet, she went back to her vet and she was like, wow. And that vet actually had another dachshund with a similar injury that she referred to me and that dachshund got better. And so it just started to open up my world of how powerful these therapies are. And we're giving these animals, you know, a second chance on life. It's so exciting.
0: It's so exciting. And I also love that you kind of started out very equine focused and, you know, for, for whatever, I don't treat anything that can't fit through the front door. And it's very, so cute. My equine friends will say, you can get a horse through the front door. I just don't have any experience with large animals at all. They, I'm almost frightened and they know that. Um, So I just stick with, with the, with the little guys, but I feel like the entire equine community is generally more open to body work, chiropractic. They're just more open-minded to, to physical well-being modalities that are very common in human medicine, pretty well accepted in equine medicine, and that have taken a little bit longer for dog and cat practitioners to embrace, but also pet parents to of dogs and cats to embrace. But it's happening now. And sometimes all it takes is one or two veterinarians saying, oh my gosh, there's someone in my town or my community doing this. And then pretty soon within a short period of time, you will pivot from being primarily equine to primarily a small animal. And I've heard this over and over. Are you still seeing some, you still see like, do you have like, would you call yourself mixed animal practice now? Yes, 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 yes. It's about fifty-fifty. I'd say fifty yeah. percent horses and then fifty percent small
1: animals. Yeah. And I guess I should lump into the horses. I have a niche with um, show stock, also with um,
0: cattle, sheep. Oh, things. yeah. So and it's interesting. That's super interesting. And I'm, of course, mammals are mammals, and um, you know the nervous system is the nervous system. Do they respond equally as well with your integrative modalities? Yes. 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 It's so very cool. cool. Mm-hmm. So it's so cool. fun to see the the
1: improvements in movement and feeling better. And then they often go off to the show pin and they perform better.
0: That's really great. We were talking before we uh, started the this podcast, this interview, a little bit about how, when I graduated from vet school, I was torn whether I should set up my integrative proactive wellness hospital. And I thought, or Chicago is where I ended up because it was the closest big city to where my parents lived in Cedar Falls. I think it's wonderful that you have a thriving practice in Iowa. Would you say that across the board, you have been, when I say, I don't know, I don't say well-received, but have you, I felt like 30 years ago uh, when I would maybe mention acupuncture for a back dog, I was afraid about Confusion for my clients and also other veterinarians. So I went to a big city. We don't have to do that now. And I'm interested in knowing what your reception has been, both from your community, but also the veterinarians that are referring to you. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, that's really interesting. In the very beginning, when I was marketing my business, I went into a few vet clinics, you know, to drop off some business cards and some brochures. And I even offered to do a few like lunch and learns for their staff. And I can't say that I was super well-received. However, it was really client-based driven where clients would come to me sometimes as a last resort. And my recommendation is let's try, you know, three treatments to see if we can make it better. You know, if we can't, you know, we know we've done all that we could. Yep. And oftentimes they get better. They go back to their veterinarians and they're like, wow. Wow there is something to this. So now I do get a lot of referrals from vets. And actually I work on some pers- animals owned by veterinarians, which I think is so cool. Also. That's
0: so awesome. And I just love how our practice is, evolved you know, veterinarians as, as a community, they are hopefully becoming not just more open-minded, but willing to embrace each of us cover a niche that resonates with our professional life of course but also with our personal life and you've developed this beautiful practice that is different but offers these wildly and very beneficial modalities that other veterinarians in your community don't offer so that there's there's synergism there that is really something to celebrate but it does take especially if veterinarians have no background no introduction certainly we didn't learn about any of this in veterinary school if they're a little more cautious all it takes is one paralyzed back dog to walk back in their practice and usually you can build some ongoing relationships from there i'm really glad to hear mm-hmm. that you're well supported in your veterinary community in iowa that 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 warms my heart ah thank you thank you so and- you have, yeah go ahead the, the next journey
1: that I've been on, which again, I realized there's only so much that I can do in my office, you know, at one session. And I really, over the last um, 10 years, I've really tried to educate my clients on some things that they can do at home, certain stretches that they can do for their animals, um, good exercise program, but really a key point, especially when it comes to small animals is nutrition. And I try to educate them on feeding the highest quality food that they can within their lifestyle and budget. Um, And is it okay to share a story on how I entered the (laughs) nutrition world? Well, um, it was actually my own heart dog who's pictured right above here, um, Um. Jelly. Um, When Jelly was 10 years old, she was pounced on by a big dog and it ruptured a disc in her back. Um, I did decide to have the surgery done On her. And thankfully the surgery, you know, was successful. However, it still took her six weeks to walk of rehab after the surgery. And at that time, you know, she was a corgi, so short legs, long backed, 10 years old, and overweight. And I really knew in order to get her mobile again that she needed to lose some weight. At that time, I was feeding. a a dry kibble diet. Um, and it's like, well, we either have to burn more calories or take in less calories. So I took that amount of kibble that I was feeding her and I cut it in half. She thought she was starving. I added some canned pumpkin and some green beans in to help fill her up. Um, when I took her back for her six week checkup, she lost three pounds, which was 10% of her body weight she was in Weight Watchers, she'd get a gold star. The surgeon was so happy. He said, you know, in order to keep, you know, to continue that weight loss journey for her to regain, you know, mobility. Yeah. And I continued with that small amount of food that I was feeding for a couple of months. And then we just kind of hit a plateau. Um, I was in a networking group with other veterinarians that did acupuncture and was introduced to an array of different foods out there. And I switched her to a dehydrated raw diet. Um, she lost more weight, got to a leaner body condition score, but not only the weight loss, she, her hair coat got better. Her muscle tone got better. It was almost like she was aging in reverse. And she lived another six and a half years. She lived to 16 and a half years. So I- th- I'm just so blessed and yeah. And then that really inspired me to go down, you know, like there's, there's better nutrition out there. And so I took a food therapy course that was, um, taught through the acupuncture, um, the Chi Institute learned a lot more about the energetics of food, but for me, I was still missing those basic nutrition pieces. And so this winter, I actually took my own course. It was online. It was a six month course taught um, by CIVT. You were one of the guest lecturers. Thank you so much. Um, just learn so much about the importance of macronutrients and micronutrients and how we can get good and complete balanced diets through whole food nutrition. And I'm just so excited to share that with my clients and other pet parents.
0: Good for you, for just you're a perpetual learner like I am. We just are always learning something. But, and that nutrition piece is something that is really irreplaceable. You know, we can, nothing we can do, we can't. Supplement our way out of poor nutrition, we can't, it's like exercise. There's no pill for exercise, and there's no pill that's gonna make a multivitamin is not gonna make up for an ultra-processed diet. And so when we add that piece to the protocol, that's oftentimes the the pivot that's needed to prompt a healing response if you have a plateau situation. It's such it's such an inspiring thing to watch. And even like 30 years later, watching the transformations after dietary change, it's still either I'm filled with awe or I cry tears of joy because like it never fails to be so inspiring what the power of food can do. And it's, I love it when veterinarians see that firsthand. And then like you could just say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to learn now what maybe I didn't learn in veterinary school. And good for you because you're just continuing to add to your practice uh, different and really important modalities that will give you additional healing responses. It's so exciting. Oh yeah. So when, when you wake up in the morning, what do you love most about, so you, first of all, you work on a lot of different species, you do a lot of different things. So I know every day is different and that has to bring you a lot of joy, but what gets you out of bed and fired up first thing in the morning? It, It is just seeing the difference in the animals that I treat and also the relationships
1: that I build with the clients. Typically, you know, people find me for a problem, you know, either their dog is injured or the geriatric dog is maybe, you know, not doing the stairs quite as well as they were or the performance animals just not, you know, performing like they should. So they kind of find me for a problem, but I really try to educate them on the wellness program. It's not a one-time fix. And so again, you know, I usually recommend three treatments. And then if we see a difference, you know, whether, you know, we treat the animal once every one to six months, depending on the animal. Um, and it's just so fun, you know, over the years I've developed, you know, great, um, relationships with my clients too, you know, learning about their life. Uh, one particular, uh, she's, she's so neat, uh, I meet her up in the Dubuque area. I work up there once a month and their dog came with a back issue. Well, now Macy, the dog is doing so much better, but I followed her through her high school and college career. Now her work career, and she's getting married in a couple of months. I see her twice a year, but it's just so fun to catch up on her life.
0: Yeah, that is such a lovely piece of the human animal bond is being invited into the homes and lives of our clients and kind of being viewed as a extra rental family member in one way. It is, it's, it, it brings a lot, it adds depth and breadth to, um, to being able to have longer term relationships with our clients. And oftentimes s- several pets through our client's life, you know, we're able to to provide care for several different animals, different at uh, different decades. And that's uh, an honor to be able to provide that care. Um, I just love you're doing it in Iowa. I love in that Iowa. you do it in Iowa. I love it. This is just flipping fantastic. Um, so when you, first of all, when you went to veterinary school, were you open-minded? You, I think as you were in the equine world, the thought of body work, not a big deal, chiropractic, were you pretty open and recognizing, yeah, I mean, whatever works is above all do no harm, but if it works, why not use it? And that was, or, or did it take you a little while to really, were you a little skeptical of? I I was, because we use those modalities for our courses. I was
1: definitely open-minded to it. And even though my track in vet school was very, you know, equine focused, um, there was a great neurologist at Iowa state, um, she did mostly small animals, but she was board certified in, uh, acupuncture. And so I took her, um, her, uh, Lincoln for, uh, our fourth year.
0: Nice. Um,
1: the neurology rotation and I learned so much from her. So that was, you know, kind of, I didn't know if it was a short, you know, it was definitely in the future. I I was interested in those modalities and saw the power of them. Um, but it just took a little time to unfold my plan. Um, it's been a journey. My career has been a journey and it still is a journey, um, twists and turns, you know, um, I love the horse work. Um, it's wonderful. It's the energy that those animals give back to you. But as I age, I have to, you know, be aware of my body. Um, I, ruptured. I had a torn meniscus a few years ago. I fell skiing three years ago and ruptured my ACL. I oh, can sure. really relate, relate to my ACL dog patients. Yeah. Um, and what was interesting, just how the universe works. Um, I'm really trying to expand my nutrition um, services. And it was about two months ago that morning, I had a phone call with a wonderful canine nutritionist from England, um, Emma Rutherford. Oh, great. sure. Yeah. And I just wanted to know how she expanded um, her nutrition services. And I told her, you know, as I age, I want to use more of my brain and less of my body. Well, that afternoon I had a bunch of horse calls and lo and behold, um, in Iowa, in the summertime, we have flies. And I was on my bale adjusting a horse's back and it kicked out a fly and it kicked the bale out from underneath my feet. So the horse never made contact with me, but I made contact with the ground and I fractured my wrist, my distal radius two months ago. And I just thought, well, universe, you're telling me something. It's time to expand my nutrition services because my hand was in a brace for six weeks. So thankfully it healed and I'm back to working on uh, large animals again. But it's just, you know, when certain things um, happen in my world, it just has me do maybe a little twist or jiggy jog and it opens up a lot lots more opportunities
0: it's a really beautiful way to view life rather than how could this have happened this is horrible timing um we can either be frustrated with what life deals to to us at us throws at us wings at us or recognize okay um, this is an opportunity for me to pivot and do other things. And it's, it's wonderful that you are able to pivot and it's wonderful that you have so many different species that you have enough smaller animals to where you're going to be able to preserve the integrity of your body as you, as you continue to go through your career, because you've got this diversified spectrum of all mammals, which is, which is wonderful. Mm -hmm. So you, how many years have you been a veterinarian? (laughs) 21 years. Okay. That's so awesome. So awesome. Uh-huh. That That's long enough for you to have many kind of evolutions and lots of eye-opening experiences and lots of pivots in your heart and mind and soul that has made you the doctor that you are thus far in your career. I'm going to say you're probably halfway done like me um, thus far in your career. If you could share one thing with the world, or if you would want the world to know one thing that you've learned or. Or that you want to pass along, what would it be?
1: It, to follow your heart and follow your passion. And that's what I did. You know, in the beginning, my college career took me to the sciences, but I want, you know, even though that research is definitely necessary. I wasn't passionate about it. So I, you know, went back to college, you know, some people ask me, how many years do have you had in college? Uh, more than most, but it was so worth it, the journey that I took, because now I'm so passionate about what I do. And even though it is work, it doesn't feel like work to me. It's just so many great experiences. I get to make meet great people with great animals, great pets. And I feel like, you know, with what I'm doing and what I'm teaching the pet parents and the animal owners that we're making a huge difference in the animal's life. So um, just follow your passion and then it will never feel like work. And also continue to be a lifelong learner. It's not like we just learn something here and then we're done. Just continue to learn along the way and enjoy the journey.
0: Really wise words, beautiful words. And I'm so thankful that you recognize that you your career and research is a great gift and you have that knowledge, but it wasn't filling your soul. Good for you. It's a hard choice to make professional changes in life. And that was going back to school to medical school for four years is a tough call. Good for you for just doing it. Because uh, out of your fulfillment in what you're doing, you're helping so many around you and also bringing hope and light and a bunch of new modalities to people that otherwise wouldn't have access to those beautiful tools in your area. So I am so thankful that Leah nominated you for a Game Changer Award. And I wanted to say thank you again for taking time to talk with me. Tell me more about the awesome work that you're doing uh, and the animals that you're helping in Iowa. I'm so thankful that Leah nominated you and congratulations again on your award. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, yes. It's an honor
1: to be here with you, Dr. Karen Becker. Um, I've listened to several of your podcasts, I've read your book, and I recommend um, all of those tools to my clients also. And so when I got the email that you wanted to interview me, I was just
0: like, jumping for joy inside. Well, thank you so much. I love camaraderie with my beautiful, integrative veterinarians around the world. And I also love that we're real, we're building a a kind, collective, supportive community to offer integrative modalities to people that otherwise may not have it. I'm very thankful that we're growing this awesome community of integrative vets. And I appreciate so thankfully that you are a part of it. Oh, thank you so much.